What's up, y'all? Welcome to this week's episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. Another kick-ass show for you guys this week, opening up with our HLH and some lacrosse talk. And then later on, the one and only Steph Smalls joins us. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We talk all things NFL. Love you guys so much. Let's have a good one. Let's go. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah. Kendra. I see you, ladies. Y'all know what time it is. Uh, uh, Looking like you just graduated. Coming from a place that y'all gravitated. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. I'm Andy Towers, and you're listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. Let's fucking go. What is up, party people? Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. My name is Kendra Middleton. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Sarah Griffin. Sarah, how are we doing? I know that you are overworked and overtired. Yeah, I sorry. I can't remember the last time I was this exhausted. <laughs> I know. Stay tuned for our Steph Smalls interview, but we, we hopped on the Zoom call and I was like, poor Sarah. Like, she just hopped on here out of a nap. <laughs> dedicated to the brand to talk about NFL even though she is not an NFL girly pop like she is like you are my pride Sarah Griffin (laughs) (laughs) so I'm obviously a little tipsy because Steph Small was on our show but we have a super exciting HLH segment as always so our high of the last week low of the last week and hero of the last week Sarah HLH what do we have Okay, my high, and I know you'll agree with me on this one, is that pumpkin's back. I do have a confession. <laughs> so yesterday, <laughs> I I had so much work to do last night at midnight, and I was like, oh, pumpkin's back. So I was like, get two cold brews in one day. That's fine. I ended up going to Dunkin's three times, and I got four cold brews in a span of nine hours. <laughs> Dude, I, okay, well, so I don't even think that you should feel bad about that because obviously I'm a Dunkin' ambassador. For those of you who don't know, I went and bought two to shoot photos and like almost drank both of them in less than an hour. I was like, one's for drinking, one's for photos. And then I just, I was like off my rock. Like, cause I had the four cold brews that I also had, I had an energy drink and then I did have an Adderall. <laughs> I, mean, I did not go to bed last night until 6 30 in the morning and then honestly, I woke up at eight so it's like giving me PTSD flashbacks to when I was in college well I was like because obviously during NHL season like I was running on like eight hours of sleep per week like average and I was like oh like that's over like all's well and good just this I like, I think it was just coming back from Denver. That was just a stressful trip and coming back, I had so much to catch up on and I don't think I've ever fully caught up and now everything's just back in the swing of things. And yesterday I was just like, oh, I'm going to get everything done today. And I did. And then I look at my fucking like agenda for the remainder of till Sunday. And I was like, okay, I have four more articles for you fucking Saturday morning and then TL's weekend. And it just never ends. It never ends. It literally never ends. I'm about to show you my agenda. I don't know what it is about the weekend when you work in like, I mean, I do know what it is about the weekend when you work in like content and sports media, but this is my calendar for this weekend. I just like, 
there's a few hours Saturday. Like I have nothing due once I get all my articles in Saturday morning. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, what the fuck? But I'm like, sleep. Peel games on. And I don't know. I just don't want to do anything. Like I literally want to get in a cocoon and like be left alone for 48 hours. There's just not enough time for any of it. And I've like hit such a wall. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I almost feel like I work in the service industry because like I don't anymore, but it's like, I still work those hours. Like I feel like I work like I'm up at 8.30 in the morning and I'm going to bed at 2 a.m. But it's because like I do what I need to do during the day and then I'm like doing personal stuff later. But it's like the majority of like the brunt of my work, like we record Thursdays. I edit all of our stuff and get it done Fridays, like get everything up. Like I'm posting, like there's events all weekend, games are all weekend. So it's like, we almost have like that Monday, Tuesday off kind of thing. But it's like, we don't even feel like we have that off ever just because like there's constantly like news and stuff coming in. No, I like, and then Monday I was like doing some interviews and stuff, but then also I got the email just about the NHL season. I was like, I got my start date for that. And it's like, I think the day after the PLL championship, I'm like, awesome. Awesome. I had such a mental breakdown. (laughs) I feel like we're going to try and make our trips to DC and Philly as vacation-esque as we can. (laughs) I'm just like, I need at least like one day a week where there's nothing. It's just not happening in it was fine. I feel like that's always how it is. Like for a while, you're like, yeah, I can do this. Like, you know, like the like grind mentality, whatever. And then it just all hits at once. And it's just so miserable. <laughs> I know. And it's like summer's kind of, see, summer's supposed to kind of be the time for me to like R&R, but with like getting into the PLL, I feel like I have none either. So here we are. Overworked and overtired, but what's your hero? Uh, my hero actually is Mackie. Shout out to Mackie. First WLA female broadcaster called the game on like last minute. I guess whoever going like, by herself couldn't make it. Yeah, all by herself, you know, play by play color, did it all. Queen shit. Queen. We need to have her on before the NLL season because, like, yes. not only do I love Mackie, but she's just a plethora of knowledge. And like, she's funny and she just, she kicks ass. I don't know what it, mm-hmm. she just, she kicks ass. Queen shit. Queen shit. I freaking love Mackie. Um, so congratulations, Mackie. I got chills watching that video. Like, it's cool to be the first woman to do something, let alone to do it by yourself and like carry mm-hmm. a broadcast. Seriously. And broadcast is so good. Like, she sounds like she does it all the time. Dude, she sounded like she did it all the time. She she did not miss a beat. Like that call that she reposted was awesome. Like mm-hmm. I just am such a Mackie stan. And it's like, we advocate for women in this industry all the time, but she just is such a star. She's such a gem. Like I, I, I'm all in on Mackie Jenner. Everyone that's a listener to this podcast has to be a Mackie Jenner fan. That's and Tyler. And yes. Tyler. That's my hero. So you have to be all in on those two. Yes. <laughs> So my high is that the Jags starters looked fucking awesome. Like the Jag starters, I have zero complaints. Like, obviously, like I have some concerns. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, whatever. That being said, my low is that we have actually zero 
fucking depth on our roster outside of running back and receiver. Like nothing. Like <laughs> zero. Like zilch. Like we spend all this money in the offseason and we have no depth, but our starters are fucking bomb. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that okay, here's the thing. The Jags have obviously had the first pick the last two seasons. I guess this can just be like my Jags rant since we did so much mm-hmm. NFL with Steph later in the show. Like we covered all of our bases later, but it's like the Jags have had the first pick the last two years in a row. Yeah. We've kind of been a shit show since 2017. Yeah. We needed a lot of work, but the money that we spent, as long as our team can stay healthy, I think that the Jags are going to make some noise like the NFC South or I'm sorry, AFC South is not that tough of a division. Like, Obviously, the cold to the team to beat. Matt Ryan hasn't looked great. Their offensive line is awesome. Obviously, their running game is awesome. But it's like, I think that the Colts never play well against the Jaguars. Historically, they haven't. I don't think that's about to change. Like, I don't know. I'm excited for Doug Peterson's play calling with the offense that we have. I'm optimistic. Yes, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid again, but I quite literally do not give a single fuck about it. <laughs> like, I, I, it is what it is. You know, like it is like every, every fan does it. But it's like our division's so bad that like I feel like it's okay. Like I feel like it's fine. So that being said, <laughs> my hero, the NBA schedule came out and the Milwaukee Bucks are playing the Celtics in Boston on Christmas Day. And my mom is going to be here. And my mom's the reason I'm a Bucks fan. And obviously I live in Boston now. So like my mom and I getting to like join Christmas day, go to a Bucks game is just like, I don't know. That's so cute. Cause like, that is I mean, cute. yeah, like that being our Christmas day, like my mom and I always have these like really weird because it is just my mom and I, you know what I mean? Like we have these like mm-hmm. weird holiday traditions, like one year on Thanksgiving, the only thing open that like the only thing open, we went to Hooters. Like <laughs> we've gone to like games, like her and I, like we did charcuterie last year. Like we just like do all yeah. these like weird random things, like depending on like who's seeing who that year. So it's like the fact that my mom was planning on being here anyway. And like, now she gets to see like Giannis play at TD garden that she's never been to. And like this place that I've made my home with like a team that like feels like home to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just so cute. Aww. and so special. I'm excited. Um, and then my other hero is Tyler. Shout out Tyler. Like, Tyler is like the backbone of this podcast, but last week, truly he is like Tyler. We don't get a ton of views on YouTube. Like obviously we're mostly like listen downloads. Tyler crushes it. Tyler's hilarious. But last week I couldn't get the Jags broadcast, even with NFL plus like signing up for it. Like they said that you could get the broadcast and stuff. Tyler illegally streamed (laughs) the Jags game to me via discord so that I could watch it and like anytime the stream went out Tyler would like find another one he would reload it like Tyler is the fucking backbone of this fucking podcast what a real one dude Tyler Tyler's the realest dude my internet kept going out I was trying to stream I couldn't get NFL plus to play the Jags and Tyler was like I got you homie So everyone, if you don't follow Tyler, if you're not a Tyler stand, turn this fucking podcast off <laughs> right now. I don't give a shit. Turn it off. <laughs> you don't deserve our commentary. <laughs> um, so I feel like 
we have to start with the NLPLL stuff because usually we start with NFL, but we had Steph Smalls on to close our show out later. So stay tuned for that. Salt Lake City was a time and a half. It was, I, I don't know. I wasn't too happy at the end of the week. <laughs> I will say, for many reasons. yes, I will say, despite the fact that we hated each other for two and a half hours last week, and I did enjoy watching the Chrome win. It wasn't like the most entertaining weekend in my opinion as a whole. I feel like Denver and then also Dallas, it was just two weeks straight of such good games. Yeah. Whereas this weekend, it just like, don't get me wrong, games are good and stuff, but it was kind of just how I all expect, like we expected it to play out. Like the Atlas whip snakes, like whips are still six and oh versus the Atlas. Like it was kind of identical to the first game they played against Dallas earlier this season. You know, Kyle Burnlore was so good. I think he only lasted yeah. eight goals this time compared to like 73. I don't know. It's just like the whips. Okay. Like the whip snakes are a powerhouse. Yeah. 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 It's like, we, we, like we talked about this last week. I took the whips in this game. Did you take the whips last week? Yes. Yeah. And it's like, I've been so sold on the whips for a couple of weeks now. I originally was trying to go somewhere else and like shake it up a little bit, but they've proven that like they are the team to beat right now. And it's like, we have all these expectations for the Atlas and stuff like that, but it's like 16 to eight over that a first th- half is so deflating for a team <laughs> that people had such high hopes for that haven't, I, I, I'm going to say multiple MVP arguments on that roster. Like Trevor Baptiste, obviously we have advocated is our MVP for quite some time now, but like, there's still an argument for Teat and stuff like that. Like, which, you know, there should be, but I don't think he's going to win it, but like, there's an argument, you know? And it's like, they have a team that's played really well. They have a rookie that's played really well, but that's embarrassing. Just, and also the fact that the one goal in that half came from Trevor Baptiste, like just Mm -hmm. goes to show you, like, you can have this amazing attack. Like everything can be going right. I think, um, Jack and Cannon, I don't think he was the issue for the Atlas at all. I think his defense no. left him out to dry in that first half. Totally. They looked more organized, I think, in the second half. But once you go down 12 to 1 and also to the whip snakes, like that game's over. And it just kind of was deflating, I think, to see as a lacrosse. But, like, don't get me wrong, like the whip snakes are a fun team to watch because they are so good. But there was kind of that narrative, oh, like, could the Atlas be the new team to beat in this league? And you know, they just they haven't scored even more than they haven't reached double digits against the whip snakes this season, which yeah. is just a testament, obviously, to how good Kyle Burnlore is. But just in general, I don't know. That kind yeah. of sucks to see. And now that's the first time I think that, yeah, the first time the season the Atlas are on a losing streak. So I guess this yeah. kind of must win for them in that sense this weekend. Yeah, which, like, don't get me wrong. We've said this before. We'll say it again forever. And it's like the talent in the PLL because of how few teams there are and how many players there are actually willing to play pro lacrosse. I don't care what team it is in this league. If you go down 12 to one, you're not digging your way out. No. And like, it's funny because I feel like there's like not any specific number you think like, Oh, like in most cases, like even if it's like a five, six goal lead, you're still like at the half, like they could easily come back. That's not really anything. 11 goals you know whip snakes have the best defense in the league their goalie's playing out of his mind this entire season he's got the numbers of everyone on your like jeff teat had one goal 
I think he had one goal the first time too against him. Like, it's just like, nothing's happening there. That game was over. And I think it's tough to see for the Atlas, especially because you do want to like be riding that momentum into the playoffs because they started off the year so strongly. And now they've just been like faltering the last few weeks. They look a lot more human. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's just, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. It's like, I can't tell. Here's how polarized I am. I can't tell because the Atlas are now on a losing streak. It's not that I've lost faith in them or I don't believe in their roster and the people on the roster or whatever. It's that I'm now torn between, okay, are they just needing to get to a place where they're playing the right lacrosse at a right time? And maybe there will be like a powerhouse team heading into the postseason, or are the whips just that fucking unbeatable right now? Well, that's what makes me so hesitant to continue to ride on like, oh yeah, the Atlas got, because at one point or another, they're probably going to have to face the whip sneaks in the playoffs if they plan on making a significant playoff run. They have never beat them in their history of this fucking league. They've looked terrible against them twice now this season. And yeah, like add on to the fact this whip sneaks team has been in the championship every single year because this Atlas team is so young. Not that playoff experience is like a huge thing, but if you're playing against the whips, it kind of is. I know. And it's just like, I don't even know. That's that's just how polarized I am to the point where I'm like, I can't decide if the whips are just going to ride it out unbeatable as fuck or like if the Atlas are just having like a down moment. Like Trevor is obviously like insane. Jeff Teat's insane. Like Chris Gray is fucking having a season. Like I don't, I just, I... I'm so torn between whether it's an off few weeks for the Atlas or if the whips are just like truly that. And you've compared that you've compared them. I don't know if this is originally your thought, but like you've said that they might be the Patriots of the PLL, but like the more weeks go by, like the more I'm sold on that thought. Yeah. Right now they're my, I hate that they're my championship pick right now, but Me too. Especially once they get into that playoff scenario, they have the bye week already. You already know they're going to be the semis. Like everything's just shaping up for another. It's true. (laughs) It's true. And, you know, to move on to the next kind of conversation of our, you know, maybe shaking it up playoff, you know, championship type of pick. Like I could see the whips and the water dogs being like the two to duke it out at the end. Right. But we both picked the water dogs last weekend. We're both really high on the water dogs, especially when they get Ryan Brown back and healthy, but the Redwoods won last week. And we were kind of both torn between, you know, the Redwoods are coming back. The water dogs have a really good roster. They've been playing really well. They're healthy finally ish. So it's like, I don't, this is another kind of situation where I'm like, all right, like the water dogs are really good. They play really well together. They have a lot of chemistry. They're getting healthier day in and day out. And it's like, we've kind of been questioning all season. The Redwoods have a lot of talent. Why haven't they been better? But now I'm kind of like, okay, like this is the Woods team that we all have like been expecting and waiting for. See, because I wasn't too disappointed with that Water Dogs loss because I feel like, like you said, we're both high on both those teams right now. And the Water Dogs, like they're on a five game win streak. It was bound to end at some point. So I was like kind of whatever about that, you know, the Redwoods are finally finding their footings. They were so late to the party, I feel like. But now Eddie Glazer, like their best defender, is injured with a torn Achilles, hoping to make it back for playoffs. But I don't like torn Achilles. 
Dawn Achilles, there's there's no way, but that's where I was just like, okay, everything's going good. I feel like they're having fun together, like especially on offense, they're having fun playing together and stuff. But he is one of those guys that's not just a leader, like in the locker room, he's a leader on the field too. And I think that's going to be a lot bigger loss than people are making it out to be. And of course, you know, athletes, like he's going to try that's, and be back for yeah, playoffs. But that's a good point because the headline has been like, he might be back the conversation surrounding, you know, whatever, but it's like in any other league, that's like a detrimental injury that like, you're, you're done kid. Yeah. It just sucks because it's like coming like not that there's a good time to get a fucking torn Achilles, but the Redwoods are finally back to where they were. You know, they're having fun. Like Rob and I'll put a fucking eight points the other day. And I think only a couple of them were actually goals. Like they're sharing the ball. Like everything's going really well for them. And I think like that was a very, I thought that was the best game of the weekend. The water dogs Redwoods game just was very evenly matched up and good lacrosse. And I did see that Henningberg is back. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I've said this before. I think we we both have kind of talked about this point on the show before. And it's like, I think the most crucial thing that the Redwoods can do as the season kind of is winding down, which it is, is they are the most capable team of getting that two-point game rolling. I think if you're going to really be back, if you're going to be successful in the postseason, you need to take that part of your offense and really make it shine. And I, I just don't think that they have done that to their full potential this season. And now that Jules is back, I think that that's a greater option of making that happen, but him and Perk have got to put some two point scoring on the score sheet. Well, they have so many defenders too. Like if Glaze, of course it's Glazer had like two games in a row with those two pointers, but yeah, just their midfield. Like they have so many like big, powerful guys that can get shit done. Like you don't, you're not that any team's relying on solely their attack besides maybe the cannons. But yeah, like I don't think they're gonna be like a sort of sleeper pick in the postseason or anything like that. But it's like they're kind of climbing to not be that like lower bottom half of the league, and like they shouldn't be. They have too much talent to be that. They have too much pride to be that like lower part of the league in my opinion but I think that they're really gonna have to grind it out and show some grit moving forward to make that happen yeah I think I'm very interested to see what the playoff like picture looks like for that first round of July because I don't know I could see the Redwoods either like really having like a big game against because that's the thing like there's so many like there's so much talent in these rosters so yeah like they are on this like hot streak right now, but you get this injury and, you know, you're just trying to find your footing. Now you're in playoff mode. Like it feels like you can barely breathe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That was the toughest, toughest, like, I think that was our toughest choice going into last weekend. And it's kind of our toughest thing to rank coming out because like, how do you really define that game into words slash? Like, how do you, put that play into thoughts moving forward as far as like the rest of the season. And like, I don't know, like, it's just, it's weird. Um, Chaos archers, chaos lose again. I've said this, I think that you're kind of on this as well. Like the archers are good. I just don't, I just still am not sold on them. I don't know what it is. I still don't know what's going on with the chaos. Like their roster and their coaching is so much better than they're playing. And obviously like, they have a lot of history being successful in this league to the point where I don't really need, like, how do you define what's going on with either of these teams right now? 
I'm just like Tom Schreiber sick, Josh Byrne is sick. That's all I really was paying attention to in that game. So I'm like, this is exactly the game we all expected to be. It sucks this is the outcome. Like the archers are going to be in the playoffs yeah. at this point. Like the chaos, chaos, it's like that was your chance right there. So just like fuck off, cannons. <laughs> Dude, the way that like the standings were like screaming last weekend. They're all they, sorts of fucked up. Ugh, brutal. I mean, like I said this last week. I don't. I just either you need to make less teams make it, or I something's got to change. Like you can't just have one team on the outskirts. Like I get it. Like I get why they do it, but it just sucks because it's not going to change until you get more teams, and obviously that's not like some easy thing to do. Yeah. I mean, but like it kind of, it's not an easy thing to do as far as like navigating and planning and those sorts of things, but it's like, there's so much talent in the play. Like you've said it before. I think that there's so much talent in the player pool that you could make a team to compete based off of the player pool alone. Well, I forget what player said it recently. I don't know who it, I don't know where I heard this or if someone said it to me, but they're like, one thing I would want is like, bigger because you know game day rosters you only have 19 spots and they're like I want like bigger game day rosters because even like you have guys on reserves or you have guys who don't even travel that are on tech to be your team but there's just not enough room for them and like they want bigger rosters to give more guys playing time more guys chance like you see like Jake Carraway he's played twice this year yeah. for the Atlas like and he was a starting attackman for them last year I don't know yeah it's just weird like I do wish that they would expand the league and I understand why they do things the way they do so that one team can have a buy because like, obviously that's what you play for and stuff like that. But it's like, I just think that it's so silly to leave one team out. Like, I think that if that's what you're going to do, leave three out. Like if you want your playoffs to be like that, I don't know. Obviously they've got to add more teams. It's coming. We're waiting. What have you. Um, Great drama. It is drama. It really does create drama, especially last week, you know, as the, like, as live action, we saw the standings <laughs> and the potential of who could be in, who could be out, who's clinching, who's not like, that's the fun of like the development of all of it. But at the same time, like when you're that close to being in or out, like, it's just like, that's, that's kind of the craziness about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cannon's Chrome was a different game than I think I expected. I did pick the Chrome. I did you pick the chrome no no uh yeah but it's like this game was a lot closer than I would have liked it to be oh see I thought it was I thought it was going to be closer like this was not the game I was expecting I thought the really chrome completely especially when like Sinoni paid like 78 percent I think from the right side like something fucking insane like that like he was just having an insane game we can get into that but I don't know I really was because it's not like I'm gonna say like oh the cannons like they didn't want to win like they very clearly did I think they're gripping their sticks harder like you could see like they were getting frustrated and understandably so the chrome are just such a better team than them and it fucking was like so annoying to watch but I'm like all right the chrome are in the playoffs so Cannons, like, this is kind of, like, their life on the line here. And it was just, I was, like, I was getting pissed off to watch. I cannot imagine how it feels being a Cannons player on that field. Like, fuck off. You people are already in the playoffs. Well, okay. So, I saw, I don't remember who tweeted this, and I'm really sorry for that. But I saw someone compare Lyle Thompson to 
other sports and was it me I made a tweet like that about no like Otani Trout no but their point was like does it discredit Lyle Thompson's legacy for the fact that he can't put a team on his back the way that large athletes in other leagues can to the point where like you see LeBron James like carry athletes through the playoffs or the postseason or whatever and it's like I do see the, I do see the argument, but I don't think it hurts his legacy to the point where lacrosse is just such a different sport. Like I think lacrosse is too much of a team sport. It doesn't matter if you have this one star and like Lyle's like still like top MVP contender. I don't think so at all. Totally. I agree with you, but also at the same time, like I see the argument as an average lacrosse fan or like an average sports fan being like, okay, well, if he's that good. So it's like, do I think that it hurts the game a little bit that their like best player isn't going to be in the postseason? Yeah. Do I think that that hurts the argument? Yeah. But do I think that it hurts, it should hurt the league and the viewership? No, because like that's an average fan mentality. Like you obviously don't understand the game of lacrosse, but it's like, it does kind of like, it's kind of a stab to like the heart that like lacrosse's best player isn't in the postseason. And do I think that that hurts ratings and stuff at the end of the day? Yeah, but I appreciate that, like, it is kind of, like, a bump in integrity. I get that. Okay. So, like, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. Like, I did want to bring it up that I saw that tweet. And it's, like, I get that side of the argument. Like, so many, like, other sports, like, like, people can carry their team to the postseason if they're good enough. But it's, like, I think that that just goes to show how dynamic lacrosse can be. Yeah, see, I don't know. I feel like I'm just so set in, like, the mindset of, like, lacrosse is such a team sport like you see Lyle putting up like seven point games on the regular like there's not much more he can be doing to like true. put the team entire like there's not much he can do after that point like he can't go out and play defense can't go out and pl- take the face off he can't be in goal like yeah. there's just way too much involved I think to say like it's harming him and like oh he should be able to just like score as many fucking goals as he wants to like totally. will his team into the playoffs especially when you look at like in the context of like okay cannons chaos like chaos like compared to cannons like they have this offense that very much can be extremely dynamic I think they're still looking to find their footing which is weird and it's a little too late <laughs> for that but then you also yeah. fucking blaze Reardon and that. So, yeah. like, they have that extra back end where, like, Nick Morocco, I think, has been good. Like, people are, like, he should not be starting anymore. Like, he has the most saves in the league because he's seen more yeah. shots than anything. I think the Candace defense have left out to dry all season long. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. No, totally. I totally see that argument. Um, Moving into our picks of this week, starting off at – 7 p.m. on August 20th. Is that a Friday or Saturday? Is it a Friday, Saturday league or a Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday? I like the Saturday, Sunday league. I don't like when the games are too late on Friday night. See, I like because I picked the games like that I cover and I didn't realize it was Saturday, Sunday. So I picked Sunday. I think it's a whips cannon game. And I'm like, yeah, it is. That would have been a perfect day to just lay. (laughs) But it's at 3 p.m. And the last game's at 5.30. Yeah. And I have to write after. I just want to go to bed. (laughs) Yeah, see, I like when they're earlier in the day on Sunday and, like, then then you can still go out after or go to bed after or do whatever you want to do. But that being said, Chrome Woods, I'm taking the Woods this week. Chrome Woods? Yeah, Woods. 
Um, I, yeah, like the Chrome already in the postseason, like I think they're fine. I just think the Woods have a lot to prove as like the season winds down. I feel like they really just want to get like finish off on that high note because they do, they're a very emotional team. I feel like they ride that momentum, you know, now, especially without Glazner, like they were playing fun lacrosse. Like they have to keep that mentality going because they were finally getting into a rhythm. And I don't think it will be great for them going to the playoffs if they end it with a loss. And then on top of the fact that you're without Glazner. Yeah. Another Saturday night of me watching lacrosse at the club. Um, <laughs> the Archers, Water Dogs, who do you have? Water Dogs. Me too. I feel like this is a very even matchup though. It is. I, this is another one I feel like it's going to be a good game. I, any game with the Water Dogs going to be a good one. There's such, oh, I just love the Water I, Dogs. I don't know. I just feel like this is such a good matchup from like top to bottom like I feel like these offenses match up well I feel like the scoring is mm-hmm. going to be like very tight I feel like it could be a one goal game like if you are a PLL gambler stay away from this game in my opinion but like I don't know like I feel like this is I think that this is going to be the best game that we get this week I agree I hope so the yeah. only talent there for it I hope so yeah um I'm taking the whips yeah I am taking the woods. Yeah. Okay. So you have woods, dogs, whips. I'm taking the Atlas. Atlas, what is it? Atlas Chaos. Yeah. I'm also going Atlas. All right. So our picks are the same across the board this weekend. I just, I want to choose the Chaos. Like, I really do. Like, I've, I've, I have. I'm so blue in the face saying that they are so much better than their record says that they are, but it's like, how many times can I make this argument to get slapped in the face by this fucking two and seven record? Like the good news is they'll probably still be the ones to come out with the playoff spot. And I feel like chaos playoffs are completely different than the regular season as we've seen in the past. So I'm like, fuck it. It's true. So those are our PLL picks. Before we get into our interview with Steph Smalls, I'm so glad that Sarah added this NHL thought. Oh, wait, to... I actually did some NLL, just like quick. Oh, 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 stuff. oh, I see. Yeah, okay, okay, go. It, it's not, I'm not going to go through all of it. Just like three big oh. name signings. I think we're I didn't even see now. it. Go for it. Yeah, so Joe Rezateris, he was with Albany. He's now with Philly. He was tied for the most goals in the league last year. I think he came in second at MVP voting. So Philly's got a big guy there. Um, who else? Ryan Banesh also leaving Albany. He's going back to Halifax. He played there, I think, before the COVID season shut it down. So Albany's losing out on a few big guys there. Corey Sucks. Small plays for the Wings. Now he's going to Toronto Rock. He's like, I feel like they needed kind of a guy on the left side there to compliment Schreiber and Hellier. So that's big. And then there's also some PLL guys who made signings. Um, Connor Farrell actually signed in San Diego. Um, Logan Wisnowskis, Colorado. Ashton Olting, Colorado. And then Dylan Malloy to the Riptide. I don't know how I didn't think to add these NLL notes in. I saw a lot of these signings earlier this week. I am so stoked that like the crossover between PLL and NLL is happening like I think it helps with fans I think it helps with like people like you and I 
Like, I think that it just adds a lot of attention to the league. I love NLL because I think it's like a fucking lacrosse game broke out at a concert, which is like (laughs) ideal for me. So it's like, I'm excited to kind of travel a little bit with you for the NLL season. Like, I think this is dope that there's like recognizable names for everyone. I think it shakes up the league a lot, which is exciting. I think it was, uh, cause obviously lacrosse flash is mainly NLL, like a lot of Canadians too. So I think it was Austin Owens that he's like San Diego, Colorado love like PLL American guys. And that's why I feel like you see it so often, like when people pick a team, it's either San Diego or Colorado because they have so many recognizable names. So like just a field lacrosse fan. And that just like completely adds on to it. I feel like San Diego again, is going to be a fucking powerhouse. Obviously, Colorado's the reigning champs now. So it, it should be they fun. Got a lot better. I'm very interested to see Curtis Dixon, where he ends up. He's a free agent. He's kind of like the big name, like guy everyone's waiting for to see. He's been playing for Calgary for years now, I think. I don't know what the exact is, but it kind of sounds like he's not going to be going back to Calgary. I know they offered him the franchise tag, but he can make like, in terms of like lacrosse, like NL, he's going to make bank wherever he goes. Same with uh, what's his face, Kevin Crowley of the Wings. He already basically said he's not coming back to the Wings. He made a tweet yesterday, I think it was, like saying goodbye <laughs> and thanks to the city of Philadelphia. But I don't think it's been announced where he's heading yet. So I obviously didn't play lacrosse. I'm just a casual lacrosse fan. I would say I'm more than like a casual lacrosse fan at this point, but like I'm a lacrosse fan. You played mm-hmm. lacrosse. You kind of co- like not even kind of cover lacrosse. You cover lacrosse, but you have like a kind of unique perspective on box and field. So it's like, how do you kind of see these guys like transitioning between leagues? Like Farrell and Wisnowski, yeah. like those type of guys, Nolte. Um, I definitely think box across is a lot harder for guys to be good at. Cause you do, you see so many yeah. like Canadian it's players fast. that play fields, but you don't see as many American players playing box, yeah. which granted, yeah, you also have like, like with Canadian players, like they're growing up playing box lacrosse. Americans are growing up playing field lacrosse, but then if Canadian players come to play lacrosse in college, they're playing fields. So they've kind of got it all going for them. And I think fields just in general, as a player, easier because box is so fast paced like you have to have such certain skill sets to play certain positions you know you're constantly moving not that field across is slow by any means but like box is just like the it's the fastest game on two feet like I get why they say that whatever totally but these got like obviously like we know the talents there with those guys the only one that I'm always interested to see because we just saw it this year with uh the Toronto Rock and TD Erlen because face-offs don't matter as much in box lacrosse. You do kind of have to like, okay, I have to play a little longer. Like I have to stay on the floor longer. Like usually they're more like defensive, but like Joe Nardella does a great job of it in Albany. I think TD had a couple weeks where he's like still trying to figure it out. But by the end of the season, you know, he had one or two goals, I think for Toronto, like playing solid defense as their face-off guy. Like I'm always interested to see most how the face-off guys translate into the box lacrosse game. Yeah. I mean, my only other comment before I move into your last NHL comment, before we get into our interview, I can't tell you how shocked I was to see Blaze Rudin playing (laughs) not in net last year. 
if that tells you anything about the crossover between well, PLL, Sarah was sitting next to me and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so I think that that just kind of goes to speak to like how like versatile some of these athletes are like Blaze Reardon, athlete. Pure athlete. <laughs> Athleticism to a T. Um, so like I said, Sarah had one more comment before we get into our interview. Kadri to the Flames, seven years. Seven years, seven mil each year. I that think is overpay. <laughs> over the contract's too long and it's way too much fucking money. Way too long. And I get like the Flames need to make moves because who the fuck like that? Huberto, like whatever. I'm like that is such an overpay and I love Kadri I do who doesn't yeah well a lot of runes <laughs> yeah I was gonna say but, yeah if you are you know <laughs> I'm like I get it with the like because I didn't like him at the time with the DeBrus thing but I, since then I think every a lot of people have moved on I've moved on either way this is an overpay that yeah <laughs> too long of a contract absolute overpay with that being said let's get to our interviews uh, interview i've had too many bevs too many bevs as you'll see with stuff too many bevs but let's get to our interview with stuff <laughs> welcome on now the one and only i feel like queen of nfl gambling twitter stephanie smalls steph how we doing what's up i'm so excited to be here i feel like this is a long time coming i tweeted a while ago that i wanted to start a seltzer pod and you guys got immediately <laughs> tagged started following this must have been like over a year ago at this point i have to find that tweet that it happened but very excited to be with you guys this will be so much fun yeah thanks for coming on i told Twitter that I, I kind of lied a little, but I didn't lie like a whole lot. <laughs> I said that I was going to be taking a shot of Jaeger in celebration of having you on the show. But in reality, I kind of suck because I'm just trying to get it out of my freezer before I move. So I was looking for an excuse to do it. So I have one. <laughs> I don't know I what it is. grabbed mine. <laughs> I love Jaegermeister. Like, I don't know what it is. So I'm doing this for you. I'm pre-gaming going out tonight, but I do feel like we've been flirting on Twitter for a long time. And like, my mom is we like have. meeting my girlfriend right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll at least cheers to that. I should have grabbed when I always have the little shooters in my freezer. Mm. I also love Jaeger there. I love it. I'm such a whore for a Jaeger bomb. Oh, biggest horror for Jaeger mom. Love I made Sarah mom. do one when we were in Philly and it was a scene. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a few more since then. They're starting to grow on me now, but then I was not a fan. It was They're very so like funny. intense at first. Like you yeah. have to like, if you're not warned what you're getting into <laughs> and then like the coloring, it's a lot in your face at once. In your face you at have once. to be mentally prepared. Like you can't oh, just- yeah. Tell someone to order Jaeger bombs if you're not like there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So for those that don't know you or don't follow you, I kind of want to highlight who you are and what you do a little bit first before we get into, you know, the topics of the NFL today. So you are, like I said, like the queen of sports gambling Twitter. You do golf. You are kind of just, 
I don't know. I'm such a fangirl that I'm having such a hard time describing you because I'm so in love with you that it's like so bad. Oh my gosh. I'm like having like an ego moment. I'm like, this is so nice. (laughs) I know I'm going to be like dripping sweat. I know. So I want to know how did you get into sports? Cause I feel like whenever we ask girls this question, like it either goes like a couple of different directions. So I want to know that first off about you. Cause I actually don't know that about you. Really? Okay. So mine is like the direction that you're not expecting at all. I was actually a medical student as of not this February, the February before COVID happened, had to move back home with my parents. You can imagine for me, it was not the most exciting thing at 26 years old. Uh, So on top of being bored because of quarantine, I'm like, let me just re-download Twitter. That sounds fun. Like, let's see what that, where that journey brings me because we're not going out. I'm like, basically just drinking and tweeting at that point. And then I started writing a, like an injury article for a giant site uh, and just started picking up steam kind of got into fantasy football content and then got a full-time offer told my Dean, I'm like, I think I'm going to take a little bit of time off and just see how it goes. Then got a big enough offer or I was like, yeah, I'm doing this for as long as I possibly can. And now I am where I am. I'm so excited. It's so much fun. Yeah. I'd love to be a doctor, but to talk about sports forever, I'm good. <laughs> when she's hot, likes football and is smart. <laughs> so, okay. Are you an only child? I feel like a lot of the girls that we talk to either have all sisters and like are either like just a sports family or they have like brothers that were like beating them up. Like, did, did you grow up in a sports household or was it just, I know you're a Giants fan, but how did that like love for the Giants develop? Yeah, it's very also like non-traditional to what, you know, we know growing up. So my, my fandom actually comes from my mom, which is really cool. And I cherish that very much, you know, like I grew up where it was Sundays. My mom was putting on the Giants and you were sitting down, shutting up eating Sunday dinner, which was normally spaghetti and meatballs. And they have a younger brother and we have a six year age difference. So that's kind of how we connected for a really long time because of that age difference. And then from there, I, that's how I kind of just got dove right into sports. That's so sick. Yeah. I like, I think that that's so special about Sarah's family. Like she has a sister, but they're like such a diehard sports family. Oh yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I wish my dad was a little bit more into it. Like, really yeah, come on. Yeah, I'm like, I wish we had <laughs> the like New England and New York fandom to me is just so interesting because like I feel like where I'm from like that's how it is about college football and then I moved here and it's like everyone's like all NFL like pro sports all the time I feel like it's because every area is so small that they really cling on to their sports teams like so heavy but it's weird because you get like a lot of people from my area in Connecticut were Patriots fans, Jets fans, even Bills fans, Giants fans, but there's no team that's designated to just one area. So when mm-hmm. they go die hard, they go die hard. Yeah. That's so funny. Okay. So obviously to the big news today, Deshaun Watson's suspension, mm-hmm. 11 games, $5 million. Sarah, is this the first time you're hearing this? No, I saw this this morning. Okay. Okay. Um, so you just had that look on your face. I was like, Oh no, did I just like break that to her? So I know know we were texting a little bit about this earlier. That's like why you started drinking today. So first off reactions, thoughts, what do we have? 
Yeah, I mean, like the NFL just continues to admit that they do not care about women. They don't support us. I don't care how many jobs you open up for women. That's great and awesome. But until they start actually bringing down the hammer, right? Like it's just getting pathetic at this point. And even those press conferences, I was like, what is going on here? Like not only are they making excuses for him, it's also Kareem Hunt now that we're allowing to change and look how that, how are you even bringing that up? It's just showing how much, the NFL has failed women entirely. So uh, not, not a fan had to have a drink. I was like, I'm going to put my phone down. <laughs> I'm going to have a drink and I'm just going to collect myself for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Your tweet kind of struck me in particular because we, like you said, we see this time and time again. And the week that Deshaun Watson comes back is against his former team, the Texans. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think that that's a coincidence whatsoever and I don't think that you do either no there's no chance I mean let's be serious not only is it that it's also now the team itself will be coming off a couple weeks after the bye so they'll be nice and refreshed they can take their time to bring in their new uh QB who has been given the biggest guaranteed contract that we have ever seen which is also absurd and you're only giving him a five million five million dollar fine yeah how about we get some views out of it though, right? Like yeah. how can we spin this so we get some views? <laughs> okay, and let me tell you the remaining schedule after this. Okay, so the Browns, in my opinion, don't have a super tough schedule. Like they have the Chargers. I don't think the Patriots are going to be good, so I don't count that. They obviously have the Ravens early. The Dolphins are going to be okay. The Bengals are good. And they have the Bills and the Bucks. That remaining schedule is basically like their Deshaun Watson revenge tour. We're going to make the playoffs because Mm -hmm. when he comes back, he has the Texans, the Bengals and the Ravens one more time, which sure. But then it's the Saints, the Commanders and the Steelers again. That is not that they get the brunt of that schedule early. And then after that, it's kind of like, all right, Deshaun, get us into the playoffs. Right. And people can say whatever they want about Brissett. Uh, what people fail to realize is the Browns roster is one of the most foolproof. Like it is beautiful. Like it, they have so much depth. They're this, their third string can start getting hurt and they still have more depth than most just starting rosters in the league. So they're in a good position. Jacoby Brissett doesn't really have to do much. He's also just that, you know, he's a fine starting quarterback. You can win games with Jacoby Brissett. So really frustrating uh and it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is from the rest of the league but we've seen this time and time again so uh everyone just is like oh he's really talented that's fine he's also a predator so I don't yeah I don't what are we doing here yeah well people are failing to neglect as well that like honestly they could run the ball on every fucking play and still maybe go 500 before Deshaun comes back their running back room doesn't even like, I don't even know how we allowed them to get to a point that they have that much depth. Meanwhile, like I see my New York giants and we have Saquon Barkley and that's it. Like the Matt Breida is barely even, and they have all this depth. And now I just, the Browns, uh, it doesn't sit right with me with them just having all the success, him coming back. And I was very happy to see that the jet, like fans are going to chant and it's not, I don't know that at least we're getting some resistance now, or I think in the past people were kind of quieted. I don't think he's going to come back and it's going to be that easy. Yeah. I mean, we see what happened in Jacksonville last week. Like obviously Mm -hmm. 
that was kind of some stuff that I wanted to talk about last week on our show. And I think that Deshaun's going to have that all season. And there's no real way to know what the situation is in the locker room. Like, obviously, and I don't want to say that this is a privilege because, I mean, being exposed to any of this at all has to be some sort of, like, taxing and day in and day out on the reporters around but they're the closest people to the situation and they know more than the rest of us but regardless it's probably not easy so I'm curious to see how the rest of the league feels I mean Sarah I I guess let me ask you this question like if any of your teams and I know you're not like the biggest Patriots fan but like Bruins you know whoever like if you had a player like this on your team and a lot of people grew up loving this team. A lot of people grew up loving the Browns. A lot of people have invested Mm -hmm. like time, feeling like energy, emotion, money into being a fan of this team. And it's like, I thought about if Deshaun Watson had come to the Jags, obviously that wasn't an option for us because it was always Trevor Lawrence, but it's like, if you had a player like this on your team, like how would that affect you emotionally as a fan? Like, how would you feel? I just feel like I couldn't really be a fan of that team as a woman. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, you have your sports teams, like you have your fandoms, but the end of the day that's not your entire I'd like I don't know it just I don't think yeah. I could do that I could not yeah and it's like for me I saw that Indomitian Sue potentially is a is an option for the Jags and it's like he obviously has a history of being a dirty player and it's like I get that guys grow up I get that guys change but I want the best guys inside and out on the field on the off the field on my team and it's like I just don't see why more leagues don't handle it. And Sarah and I talked about this last week. It's like the NBA doesn't tolerate this shit at all, but it's like, we see, you know, people like, I'm I'm not, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson is Cristiano Ronaldo, right? I'm not saying like in comparison, as far as like a person, a player, whatever, but Ronaldo's not allowed inside the United States because he was found guilty of being a rapist. Right. But he's still making millions and millions of dollars in Europe playing soccer. So it's like, I no longer support Manchester United for that reason. So it's like, I, I just, it's so hard for me. And I feel really bad because I feel like so much of Brown's Twitter is female mm-hmm. that it's like, I just feel for them. Like, I don't know what I would do. I really don't. I can't even imagine that either. Cause you grow up, especially if you're born and raised, like I was to be a Giants fan, like fuck I had my fandom for my mom like I I literally cannot imagine what it would be like and I'm thankful that the Giants didn't pursue him because I would you know I would question that I can't imagine being okay with you know there's yes Watson is a great talent that's fine um but there's tons of quarterbacks and there's going to be tons of you know franchise guys that you can get and the the fact that you're willing to put like your fans at that expense, women at that expense. Like, I'm just, I'm not cool with that. It's not, and I feel, I feel for, I cannot even imagine going through that, uh, especially with all, you know, like you said, all the effort and time and emotions, like us sports fans, like this is emotional for us. It's not, we're we're so invested and it it takes up so much of our time and it's ultimately just a a slap in the face. And uh, they've done it repeatedly too, the Cleveland Browns. This is not their first time just kind of being like, okay, it's fine. And pushing something away so that they can have talent on their team. And to me, that's not cool. And we keep doing it. So I don't, I don't know when it's going to stop and it doesn't seem like it's going to the NFL has shown that they're even going to be like, Oh, here's a slap on the wrist because because you want to like, make money when you play the Texans. Yeah, like, okay, <laughs> cool. How do we twist this for us? Awesome. Yeah. Like, but that's that's expected. Kind of knew that that was 
coming a $5 million fine is nothing. If you compare that, if you drop his salary down, I'm not going to do the ratio or the math or the I did, math I did. For and it. I can't remember did what you? it was. I was going to say, it's like nothing. Like if you were to make his salary, what, you know, a, a teacher makes, for example, like he's probably only getting like an hundred dollar fine. Like It's actually insane. <laughs> yeah. I want to say it when I did it, I want to say it was like 2% of his contract or something. Like what is going on? Yeah. So that's, I guess, our reactions to the Deshaun Watson news that came out earlier today. I literally was watching first take when it happened. There was maybe three, just as a woman, I can speak to this. So I was watching, I watched first take and good morning football every day. And I watched Molly Karam closing out the show with someone in her ear telling her we're closing out the show right now, but this news just broke more of this on sports center and she has been so vocal since all of this started advocating for women advocating for women who have been abused and has been like openly anti deshaun watson and to see diana rossini bring in sports center talking about this i have never i have chills like just talking about this i've never seen diana rossini fumble for her words the way that she did talking about this news today. And it just feels like it is so personal to every woman that has to talk about it. And it's like, if you don't see that as a consumer of sports media, like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So those are actually thoughts. Speechless. Yeah, no, like, yeah, it really does. Like I just, my whole body is just like covered in goosebumps right now. So moving on from the obviously big news that we have today, we have our Giants fan, Stephanie on the show. So I need to know, obviously the Daniel Jones conversation is what seems to be plaguing this franchise right now. But outside of that, the NFC East seems to be the team or the division that you can go 500 in and still make the playoffs. Oftentimes, two teams will make the playoffs doing that. At least when I was growing mm-hmm. up, when you were growing up, that seems to be yeah. how the story has been written. So I want your NFC East predictions for this season. And also, hopefully I will be saying thanks for Evan Ingram at the end of this season, but we will see. <laughs> Yes, I love, listen, I love Evan Ingram and I wish him the best. And I think that a new environment, you know, not everyone believes in chemistry and environment when it comes to players. I do. Uh, And I think that he, it was just needed. You saw what he did rookie year and then obviously was not, he had his struggles, but I mean, the team was also a disaster. So I don't know how much you can blame some of these players, but as for the NFC East, I know better than to like plant my flag because since 2003, 2004, there hasn't been someone that's repeated this division. I think the Eagles right now, you know, if I had to pick a team, I am very impressed with it. What they were able to do in the off season on top of like, you look at everything they did, their D line is nasty. I mean, uh, they bring in AJ Brown, who I think almost helps Devontae Smith, who quietly had a fantastic rookie yes, season that everyone just kind of ignored. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, uh, I, you know, so I think the Eagles are in a good spot. I think that Dallas is actually going to struggle next year. Um, I oh, think that they're really? Okay, can we, can we talk bit. about that? Yeah. Yes, we can. I think their O-line, their O-line is just they can't totally figure it out. It seems like they're struggling. I think struggle in the sense where we're not going to see this, like, 
very dominant uh, Dallas team. Of course, Dallas always finds a way to win 12 games. So yeah, <laughs> but I see, so they, they probably will come in second. I think that that offense, they're going to have to figure it out. Dak plays best when, you know, Amari is on the field. Amari's not there yeah. anymore. So he has Dalton Schultz and CD. So I think there'll be adjustments. They probably will, you know, spend time in the beginning of the season, kind of figuring it out and probably pick it up towards the end. You know, we see Dallas do this. Not that I want to call... Dak a bust because he's not a bust he's obviously a talent but do you think that if they don't make the playoffs this year or if they have an early exit or they barely scrape by into the playoffs is he a letdown he's got to be and I think part of that comes from Jerry Jones overpaying players you know he did it with Zeke and not that Zeke is an excellent talent you know people overreact when you say these things so yeah I'm not saying for the Cowboys they overreact for anything I, of course, it's like, I'm bare, like NFC East Twitter. I have learned to just stay away from, I'm like not interested in doing it. We're all not that great. Like settle down. Like it's, it's all good. Eagles have the most recent Super Bowl. We don't really need to talk. Uh, but I, which you should know, have been the I Jags, think- but we are Philly stands. So I'll allow it. We freaking love Philly. Your time is coming. Podcast. Your time is coming. Your time Dude, is coming. I swear. I re-downloaded Hinge this week and just decided to say, fuck it. I'm going to weed everyone out because it has been working for me. I made all of my prompts Jaguar related. And it was like, what is your biggest fear? And I was like dying before the Jacksonville Jaguars win the Super Bowl. And the but amount of like bullshit patriot fans who have slid in my dm pisses me off <laughs> it's like uh the question should be like wh- like what do you think about when you can't sleep at night and it's like, that's one uh, of them the and i have winning like- no i have that miles jack wasn't down <laughs> i'm not kidding See, that's why like, i was I'm at that game <laughs> he was down and and I'm like, <laughs> the nfl made a statement you bozo yeah, shut up. And now it's fine. Like, I don't care. I'm not interested in you regardless. That's why I didn't last on Hinge, I feel like, very long because all of mine were pretty sports related. <laughs> For sure. Um, Sarah, I think you have a couple questions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this is just like a general football question. What is your Super Bowl prediction? Like, way too early Super Bowl prediction. Way too early. It's hard for me to come up with the AFC. I'm, you know, very torn with how I think the Bills are going to do against a act. Like they have a difficult schedule last year. They Mm -hmm. had kind of a cakewalk uh, and they didn't perform well once they did play against, you know, those more challenging teams. So it'll be interesting to see how they're able to come up. They're going to make a playoff run. It just comes down to, can they overcome it? I really like I, it's insane. And it would be a lot because there's only been like two head rookie head coaches in history to do this. But I really like the Vikings this year. I like them a lot. Um, people are saying that I know it's bad. I'm all in. I, you know, and I know it's not going to necessarily happen because the rookie head coach, but they're going to cause problems this year. Uh, Mike Zimmer was just a disaster over there to the point where Mike Zimmer is a great coach. He probably belongs as a DC, especially as the league is evolving, like just not offensive minded, wanted to dump the ball off to Dalvin. And I think that that a lot of that held back Kirk and they've always been, this is my new line. Like I, now I like, I will like hitch onto these lines and I don't, I just don't drop them. Like I almost start annoying myself. I'm like, Oh, let me tell you my line. It's like not, it's like my dad joke. So the Vikings ready uh, are always surprised me. But She's like, no, are lying. you listening to my joke? Everyone <laughs> shut up. This is my joke. Okay. Um, but really they are like, they, they are constantly like for the past five to eight years, great team. Uh, last year, you know, 
eight, nine lost out on the playoffs by one game. If you eliminate the last four minutes of every game, they would have been 15 and two. They have Justin Jefferson. It's their defense. And that's, what's going to come down to. So did they make enough moves? I don't know. I think they will make a nice little playoff run and uh, cause some problems. Cause I think Justin Jefferson is one of the most electric players in this league. And he, he doesn't get enough credit, which is shocking to me. I, I see your argument in their division, but I think that my only rebuttal would be that in the last decade specifically, we've seen it kind of switch to a passer heavy league instead of a run heavy league. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't think that Kirk is an elite quarterback, but I do love his personality. Yeah. I love his attitude. I saw something about him asking someone to hold his balls yesterday. I fucking love that. <laughs> but it's like, I just don't think that he's elite. Yeah. So it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna come down to a lie that, and I guess I'm having a lot of faith in Kevin O'Connell and we, we need Kirk to close games. That's we, as if I'm on the making, like they need to be able to close <laughs> games. And that comes down, that comes down to Kirk. Like a lot of that does like there are, that's when he starts to get sloppy is towards the end. Like it's, it must be really painful to be a Vikings fan. And I feel very sorry for them because you have everything. Like at least when my team loses in the fourth quarter, like, yeah, we, we deserve to lose. We suck. Like, but like the, the Vikings are good, you know, like I don't understand. I would do anything uh, to have a lot of the players that they have. So a lot of that is going to come down to Kirk and I, hopefully Kevin O'Connell can bring that out in in this team. And it's going to be interesting to see. They have pretty easy schedule too so it's no excuses this year for them uh if dan campbell stands yeah let's go i am so i do i have a lot of i have some bets not a lot but i do have bets on the detroit lions because they do tug at my heartstrings a little bit there but i think the vikings are in a good spot and i think that the nfc is really up for grabs whereas we could probably figure out a couple weeks into the afc it should be a fairly clear picture to who will be battling it out um, I was going to ask you, I don't know if you saw this tweet, but I saw a guy on Twitter named Jake and hoops that I followed recently. And I wanted to get your reactions to this before we maybe ask you some fantasy football questions. This guy said that Tom Brady came out of retirement, basically to stick it to Sheffy for not letting him kind of revel in his retirement. And I thought that it was really interesting because I don't think that Tom Brady decides what he wants to do based off of Adam Schefter, but I do think that that would be a major TV 12 move to be like, no, I'm going to stick it to Shefty and I'm going to stay for another year because he ruined this for me. And I want the attention. It is very Tom Brady. I have this theory that if, if the giants did not beat Tom Brady and he got a perfect, a perfect record, he would not be in the league right now. I think that he is such a perfectionist that he is chasing that still. I really feel so strongly (laughs) because I think he has that, like, he needs it. Like that's what he's chasing. Like, I do not think he would have tried to go after that. I think that he's chasing some type of like what is left to chase dude like you are the best football player you have everything what are you chasing the only thing left to chase is perfection so I don't know if that's it it's probably me being a homer too with the Giants because that was obviously very sweet to take that away from Tom Brady but I wouldn't be surprised I mean he didn't get to announce it on his like the way that it all came out too very Tom Brady to come back and be like yeah screw you (laughs) I love that Uh, wait, 
Sarah, do you have a fancy football question? Oh, well, I feel like you should have answered it as to what your sleeper pick would be for the season. Well, yeah. So if you have like a sleeper, like I know that you've done so many drafts. You did a draft the other day. Like do you, who, who yeah. are you pushing the people to take? I think I have a couple of thoughts. I'm sure you have a couple of thoughts. Sure. I will be a kiss ass right now. Travis Etienne is definitely one of them. Um, <laughs> very excited. I think people, people do, you know, this in is a PPR league. Yeah, included. He is very much included in this. I think Travis Etienne is going to end up being the absolute star of this team. You know, ADP is probably somewhere around running back 21, maybe a little bit later. I haven't looked recently where he's sitting at. A lot of that you have to judge anyways by who you're drafting with. Because it's like, oh yeah, his ADP is RB21 to you. But in my league, he was RB15. So it really depends on who you're drafting with, but you know, everyone does this really adorable thing where someone gets hurt and we just decide that they're dead. Like they suck now and they, they're not good. They're never going to be good, which is ridiculous. I mean, he lost his rookie season to an Achilles injury. And then before the season even started, he he didn't do anything. Like he did nothing. (laughs) And everyone was so excited about him. I had so much ETN. It broke my heart too, but Doug Peterson, I drafted him last year. I drafted, I have so much of him. It's gross. I had him and J-Rob last year. Yeah, mm -hmm. I have have so much of them, them and also Dobbins and Gus. I had all of them. I got hit really hard before the season started, but Doug Pearson, like, did you? Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think I did in a few of my, in my ETN leagues. I'm in too many to count now. I need, I started cutting back so I can actually remember what I'm doing and not spend Sundays as a full-time job, but really ETN, like Doug Peterson, now that he's not in the NFC East, I'm really excited for what ETN can do. I think Miles Sanders, when he was a rookie under Peterson, he was somewhere between like RB 12, RB 15. But he has a real chance to finish very well. And now my camera's messing up and I don't know why. I like that take a lot. Um, I think I have two more questions for you before we kind of move into like our joint stuff. One, this has been like a huge topic up here and Sarah's a Patriots fan. So I feel like I have to get your reactions to it, but Mac Jones has kind of been the controversy of sports radio up here the last couple of days, because obviously the NFL top 100 rankings came out and he made the top 100. So it's basically like the people who are like, well, it's a passer heavy league. So like, if you have a quarterback, that's like not in question, if he's going to start, they should be in the top 100. And then there's just like the Patriots fans who are like, yeah, Mac Jones is the best. So like, I'm curious (laughs) as someone who, I understand the argument of there's 32 starting quarterbacks. There's maybe 25 that aren't in question of what their spot is going to be. I just, I don't see him as like one of those top 100 people. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He made the playoffs as a rookie, yada, yada. What are your thoughts? So here's the thing with, and I like Mac Jones. I've been a Mac Jones supporter. I was since day one. I think that that was a good move. I think it was a calculated move. I think they drafted him very much for a reason. Uh, To put Mac Jones in the top 100 after a rookie year, a little bold for me. I think that, and again, the, the players vote on this. It's a, the top 100. I mean, that's, that's a little much. I think, I think that there's guys that got sniped by that a little bit. He didn't do anything, uh, impressive. Like he, he impressed by making it where they went, 
But I think as a football player, he didn't show us. I don't think he showed us our, his potential. I don't think he did a good job doing that either. Cause I think there's more to come from him. Top 100 is a lot. Like that's, that knocked a lot of guys out to let Mac Jones in who really hasn't done much yet. I don't know the, all these rankings and it's a lot, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, Sarah, like- don't hate me. <laughs> oh no. See, I'm like, not like this, like diehard Patriots fan. So when I saw it, it was just yeah. kind of like, I don't know. I feel like kind of the same as you, like he hasn't really proven himself. I think yet yeah. to put him in the top 100, I think he'll definitely be there. It's probably sooner rather than later in the coming seasons, but I don't know if I would go as much as to put him in it now. You <laughs> should really have to like show up. You'd have, you have to be Jamar Chase. Yeah, you need to be Rashawn Slater. Like it needs to be like, I need one of, very honestly, one of the greatest. Yeah, yeah like, like you, you gotta you be good. I want to see, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not a Mac Jones stan. So I, I, Outside of like how I feel, I still believe the same way. So that thank you for justifying my insanity. Um, my last <laughs> it's question, not even insanity. It's okay. It's not. It's it's you know you know it's it, it's just football. It's just football. It is literally yeah, at the end of the day. It is just fucking football. So well, people need to realize that <laughs> it's true. So I sent you a couple of things that we usually close our show out with. So last question before we do that. I'm a hard knock stan. You're a hard knock stan. Did this last week's episode not rip your heart out? Because I was crying on my couch. I am so upset because I watched it the day after. So I couldn't go on Twitter because everyone was watching. And I was like, I am going to die of exhaustion. I need to go to sleep and I can't watch it. And that upsets me. But then I was like, I... (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to do like a thread of my thoughts. And then my internet went out and it was just like posting random parts of my thread. And it was not, it just didn't make sense. I was like, this is a disaster. But yes, any time that they play their backup quarterback, freaking cheering for his wife, I lose my mind. Yes. Amon Ross St. Brown, I would run through a wall for like me him too. reciting back all his of those dad that went before him. Dan Campbell loves his players. Like, how can you not love the Lions? It's really hard. Yeah, I agree. It's it's hard not to love the Lions because they're just, you know, like, oh no, did you guys, did my internet go out? Okay, I'm an asshole and my internet went out. If you were on my stream last week, it's probably because I was fighting with RCN. But we are moving into our closing segments, our pop culture segments, which Steph is going to be participating in. So we each have one, but Steph, what is yours first? I need to pull it up and it's going to go back. I stay very on brand. So uh, I love, you know, so I brought up Kirk Cousins. I have now buried, you know, myself into this grave that I'm probably going to screw myself over with. But Kirk is finally swearing. So we haven't I saw seen this. this side of Kirk. I love this Kirk. I love everything about this. Uh, before I got on, I made up a little rumor that he is no longer doing missionary with his wife. He's decided <laughs> to turn the lights on. He's just like a new Kirk. He doesn't have Mike Zimmer. He's gone. Uh, so <clears throat> this is the report. After competing a pass in 11 on 11, Kirk Cousins exclaims, that's almost the best part is the exclaims. 
Uh, you like that? You fucking like that. That is so cool. Like, thank you, Kirk Cousins, for showing us that you're not a complete loser. Like, I'm obsessed with that. And it's so funny because Zimmer used to be like, we need that emotion. I want you to get fired up, Kirk. And he never did it. But now that he's gone, he's like, yeah, yeah, you fucking like that. But you could tell that he's definitely doing it in like a nerdy way with like all of his rib, his rib cage pads on. But I think it just shows that the Vikings are, you know, that's what they need. They need that of Kirk. They need him to be fun and swear and, you know, get nasty a little bit. And that's his nasty. It's just Kirk Cousins. Like you're not expecting much. <laughs> It's true. I remember when he was screaming, I, that gif of him, that's like, you like that? Like, I love that like, gif yeah. of him so much. He was on like, Washington. Like, <laughs> I know, but like, I'll never not see him as like the Kirk Cousins who was like driving a minivan as a millionaire and like gave off like Philip Rivers vibes. I'm going to send you guys after this. I'm going to send you uh, a video of him that is so funny and so dorky and nerdy <laughs> that I wish I need, I wish someone took a video of him saying like, you fucking like that. And we can put it over this video. It's him like headbutting Tyler Conklin, who is not expecting it. And Tyler Conklin's like, what the, like, what is going on, Kirk? Like go back to being like a weirdo in the corner. <laughs> I just, I don't know about you guys. This is so like potentially not whatever. Fuck it. I don't think that I could hook up or like sleep with a man it's not willing to like say fuck or like talk dirty to me or no. like you know what I like I don't want to like I don't no, want imagine. that <laughs> yeah like I don't just want like that. straight missionary nothing like not even just like no and it would be like I feel like he's the guy that's like <laughs> this is now I'm taking it too far um is <laughs> like when it's like just like softly in your ear like is that okay like do you like that yeah. kind of thing like that's Kirk yeah. Cousins but like nothing else nothing changes like that is Kirk and I don't think so either but God, whatever bless his wife and well maybe this new Kirk I hope things yeah. get fun in the bedroom for her yeah. I mean like he has like two kids do you think they're like trying out like bondage for the first time now like I don't know like oh my God. maybe like role play yeah like she's wearing his helmet yeah things are getting weird in the cousin's household for sure <laughs> Congratulations for them. Everyone needs like an awakening like that at some point. I don't care yes. if you're 45 or 25. Who cares? 95. Like if that's your time, <laughs> it's your time. But I think that I think it's Kirk Cousins time. Like he's going to have some really awesome, like congrats on the sex Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I, think, I think it's Kirk Cousins a wife's time to shine. She's probably been like yes. dreaming of this Poor day. Girl. Oh, and she's yeah. like, your coaches she did has. this? <laughs> Kevin O'Connell. She's thinking of Kevin O'Connell. Like, well, she's like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Sarah, what's your pop culture? Mine's all Olivia Wilde related. Okay. okay. So she's the one dating Harry Styles. And it's, I, I like her. Like, I do like her. A lot of people don't like her, I think, because she's dating Harry Styles. But she made some comments about um, Jason today because, you know, he served, well, she got served divorce papers on the red carpet or something. And she, like, went out and said, oh, like, he did that on purpose. Like, all the yeah. stuff saying to, like, humiliate her. And then he was like, it's not like I pick when they serve you papers. Like, I had nothing to do with that. Also, she <laughs> cheated on him. Yeah. With Harry Styles, uh... who's so much younger. Nothing matters. But also, like, they have two fucking kids together. Like, all right, you're living out, like, every, like, 
25 like year old stream whatever but like you have fucking children and you're like <laughs> trying to yeah. today who's Ted Lasso and I'm just like obsessed with him look like this like mean dad when he's just like I'm not the one serving you shit on the red carpet and then like Clarence uh oh, sorry Florence Poe was that her name the actress I don't know who she is well she's in that new movie with Harry Styles and Olivia oh. Wilde directed it and mm. she like basically like indirectly like it sounds like her and Olivia Wilde didn't get along and she like indirectly said like yeah like I'm not an actress so I can be like marketed as like oh look at this girl she gets to have a uh, sex on camera with Harry Styles but that's how it was like put off oh my god Olivia Wilde loves Harry so that's how she marketed the whole thing and it's just like a huge big thing I'm like maybe Olivia Wilde is a bad person I don't know seems <laughs> like she has yeah there it's like are very we praying on her downfall <laughs> yes like don't like it's on you sis like you're kind of doing this now I just see here's my thing I want to love her but she's hooked up with the two men that I love most in life and therefore I'm out I'm out like (laughs) for that reason I'm out dog exactly like no other reason (laughs) for the fact that like when I go to bed at night I dream about those two in whatever fashion you want to take that. And that's that. (laughs) Like it's them. There's it's them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they're also now you did that to me. They're also just such different people to the point where like, I don't get it. Like Harry is like, I don't know. Like if you're not like a straight Christian person, I don't even want to say white person because that's not fair. And we do stereotype that a lot, but it's like, if you're just like not straight in general, I don't care who you are. Like you love Harry. And then like, if you appreciate men, I feel like you appreciate Jason just because he's like funny and like a six. See, I would like take, like, I love Harry Styles, obviously. I would take Jason Sudeikis any day over Me Harry. Me too. So I, I actually agree. <laughs> See, I think because Harry is like super pretty and I'm not like not, yeah. like, I don't really That's like my pretty. thing. That's mm-hmm. what I like. All of my exes okay. are like models. So I'm like, like I just, you I, love Trevor Lawrence, don't you? No, see, I'm not into Trevor because okay. I feel like he's like, I don't even think, I think he's a bottom, like not even a power bottom. <laughs> that, okay, you're right. It's so I like, yeah. Those, so there's, there's like levels. This I need like uh, a verse. So I understand that. Yeah, yeah like I need like a verse. Okay, like fine. you can be pretty and like be able to be a bottom, but like sometimes I want you to slap me a little bit. Is that fair? Right. So we're yeah, we're learning a lot about each other right now. So it's all kind of making sense and are we everything's exploring? like exploring. I don't even know. We are exploring, <laughs> virtually exploring. <laughs> My pop culture is we talk about something to do with the Kardashians on this show every week. I don't care what it is, something. Scott Disick has like a new 19 year old girlfriend. So I want to talk about it. Oh my God. Shocking. Who so now? it's like, okay. I love Scott. I really do. Like I, I, I think he's funny. I think he carried that show. I think he has a personality. Like he is just, he's just Scott, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, at one point, do we stop looking like Scott's like 40 something. Right. And it's like, I look at when I, this is like so personal, but I'm going to go here. When I was 18, I was dating someone who was like inappropriately older than me. He was like 38 years old. And it's like, at what point 
do we stop looking at Scott as like, okay, they're 18, they're of consent age, like whatever, and start looking at Scott as like, okay, this is like no longer you're 30 and dating a 20 year old or whatever. Like at what point does this behavior become predatory? And it's not like we can't excuse yeah, like, Scott Disick. Like he hooked up with my, one of my friends from home and she was like, I mean, at that time, I think that was the summer that I turned 21 it wasn't my 21st. So 22nd birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very much like into as young as possible. So now what are we doing? But do you think it's, it might be just the way he, maybe it's like a, I don't know. I don't want to excuse the behavior either. So yeah. I won't, but maybe it's like a it's confidence like I, thing too. So it's also, I don't know. Sarah, what do you think? I feel like one, it's creepy. Like I used to love him, but you so funny. Now he just like weirds me out. He's had his time. I think he's it's well past really... it. Yeah. He's like past his prime. But- and then go for girls in their 30s yeah it kind of seems like a power dynamic thing now which is like so much worse (laughs) yeah so much so much yeah that's kind of where I'm at it's like okay at at first I thought that it was a coincidence like he's funny like obviously Courtney isn't like a young girl and they have kids together and stuff like that but it's like now it's a pattern and that's what I'm fearful of yes and it's like a continuing pattern like it's not even kind of like no it's like the 10th or 11th time that this like keeps coming out so at what point is it like should someone figure out what the deal is here because this isn't normal (laughs) yeah agree tweets of the week I have a couple I asked Steph what her like I don't even know how to describe it usually it's like we have like someone who's horny in the dm like someone talking shit to you like some sort of like twitter something Steph what do you what's your what's your tweet that you want to talk about guys I didn't prepare this don't get mad at me I'm oh my god no so it's okay I don't have one so no, it's <laughs> okay. I probably oh trust me I'm sure I can find one. Oh, I have one actually and I will find it <laughs> okay. right now because I have a very good one okay perfect I, okay I just love to talk about like the shitty things men have to say on the internet. Oh my God. I love because I never get like a, even a platform to do this. So this is Wait, Sarah, you totally have one because that guy talking about your butt. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I guess I do. I like, don't keep track. Yeah, you're right. I do. I think I have that screenshot somewhere. Okay. Let's, let's do Sarah first since I know that it is. Oh wait, hold on. I have to get the screenshot. Okay. Well, I have to pull up my screenshot too. Okay. We're all going to like pull it up and then we're going to come and circle back. Okay. Wait. So I'm actually going to do a different one that I, what I have in our notes, because I did our notes before this one guy like decided to go off in my mentions. So I'll do that one. I have it pulled up. So, you know, I'll just go first. Fuck it. Okay. Okay. So there's this guy who has been like messaging me relentlessly since April 30th. So he's messaged me April 30th, Mm. May 1st, May 13th, May 25th, May 31st. And then Tuesday sent me like nine messages. So he originally messaged me and he said, I had to explain to my girlfriend that you're just a random Jag fan I follow here. Am I a terrible boyfriend for secretly hoping you post a beach picture? And then he goes, obviously, yes, you are. (laughs) But then he goes, seriously, you are a dream. Leather pants. OMG. Can I please see you walking away in those? I'll buy the picture. Do you think size matters? Thank you for sharing yourself with the world. I wish you saw this. 
thanks. I trade a kidney for a night with you and more. Actually, I had to explain who you are to my significant other tonight. She has trust issues. She has no idea how I feel about you and your tweets what and your pictures. Them? Thanks. I'd love to hear you say the F word, by the way. And then yesterday, this was all before yesterday. And then yesterday he goes, do you ever visit Palm Bay? Question mark. I'm 46 and have a very special set of skills. And OMG, <laughs> you in the red latex and black heels. She didn't scroll that far. Thanks for the pictures. She's out of town. So I'm binging a little. Ew. <laughs> but like, how, like, what is wrong with people though? For seriously, like, I, I just need to know. And how are how are we even supposed to trust men? Like when you're constantly getting fucking shit like this, like I do not even understand. That is the thing uh -huh. is like, regardless of like hashtag daddy issues or whatever, the fact that I'm a woman in sports and like receive shit like that weekly, I'm just like, I will never trust a man. I Ugh. am just, what? <laughs> and it's like, it's almost the repetitiveness that's even more disturbing like what are you doing but it's kind of funny you have to admit like the fact that it he's is. asking me the like first of all it's like not even that I'm responding so I'm not gonna like confide he's like that, talking like, to himself <laughs> I know like it's not even that you're oh having a conversation God. with yourself in my dm it's like how are you gonna ask me if I think you're a piece of shit <laughs> uh god i'm just like <laughs> where are we at i love when people my not people men i love when men uh follow up being like totally a fucking creep or like perverted or totally cross the line with i have a wife i don't want to sound creepy i have a girlfriend like <laughs> yeah I, I don't like that doesn't make it better fucking go to fucking therapy dude like i don't like <laughs> i that's fine but like what are you fucking doing it happens all the time too. It's ridiculous. God, like the other day I, and this isn't even mine, but I got a cameo request and it was like, can you wear a cowboy shirt? As if I, a Giants fan, have a cowboy shirt, right? Can I, can I wear the cowboy shirt, get on my knees and scream, like go cowboys, like all this stuff. Then I post it. Then I post it and he writes on it. Why would you put me on blast? All you'd have to say was no. Why did you ask me to do that? You freaking weirdo. Like, what do you mean? Yes, I have. I have something similar before I ask just because this reminded me of it. So obviously I sell pee pics. Like it's not a secret. This guy messages me and he goes, how do I do that? First of all, but go ahead. <laughs> I have such cute feet. I've said this before. I'll say it again. This guy goes, hey, are you still up for selling some feet pics or videos? And I said, yeah. And he goes, great. Can you do the video or no? And I said, yeah, I can do a video. Like, what are you looking for? And he goes, 10 minute tickling video. <laughs> How much? And I said, a thousand dollars. And then he starts arguing with me about how that's like steep. And I'm like, well, it's just me. And then I'd have to like split the profit and blah, blah, blah 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 and he like comes back and like keeps messaging me and he's like can you like send me a video telling me how ticklish you are and stuff like that and I was like I don't do my face in videos and I don't do my voice in videos and he's like that's fine I understand you have a public job and he's like well it's fine like I understand like whatever and he's like well what about can you just like tell me how ticklish you are and I'm like 
I'm not going to send you a video of me like laughing and tickling myself. Like I'm not ticklish. And he goes, I'll do videos, but I'm not speaking. He goes, if it's a tickling video, you'd presumably be laughing though. And I'm like, oh my God, but are you listening? Like, like I don't... If, if, if a 10 minute video of me that I'd have to include someone else in and I'm not ticklish anyway, so I'd be faking it. If my prices are too high for you, move on because I don't want to do this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, sir. <laughs> like, I love the request. No, your request is quite literally denied. Please stop asking. Like, <laughs> the same guy said oh, nearly the same thing and like took out the cowboy shirt part. I was like, this is just <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, Sarah, butt comment. I, I had the screenshot. I don't remember what the context of the video was. It was it was like our video the other day when you were saying you were shaped like a pea, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's true. I am shaped like a pea. And he said on Instagram, this person I don't know, Tim B007. That's it's a always lie. Tim B744. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lie I've seen at STG in public, and she has a cute butt. And then at me. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, did you say something about my butt? <laughs> no, that's the thing. I was like, I was never even talking shit about Sarah's ass. I was talking up Mrs. Incredible's ass. <laughs> yeah, what? But I was like, I don't know I, who you are, so it's kind of weird that you said that. I was going to be like, who? how have you seen me in public? <laughs> How have we gotten to this point? Like, what is wrong with men? (laughs) Okay, tweet of the week. Steph, do you have a weird tweet? I don't have anything. This isn't even weird. No, this isn't even weird. This is just annoying. So everyone knows I broke my hand. Um, It's driving me crazy because this splint is obnoxious. So I tweeted about it the other day. I was like, I'm fairly close to cutting my entire hand off. So I no longer need to wear this splint. Only choice I had. Someone responded to me, a splint? I'm sorry. This seems a little ridiculous and a little bit of attention seeking. Like, you're right. I I break my fingers for fun, actually. Like that I I love getting attention so much that I'm like, how can I break my fingers? Like, what the fuck? Chris Sale. <laughs> <laughs> literally Chris Sale. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw this. I'm having to have surgery. <laughs> oh, so we're very, yeah. So we're I'm stuck so in this similar. right now. Yeah. Yeah. She cute. Mm-hmm. She cute. You're not getting laid right now. She it's is, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Closing thoughts. Sarah, do you have any closing thoughts? Nope. All right, I just want to say thanks to Steph for joining our show. Our show, I'm so glad that we could explore each other via internet. Thanks for joining us. Looking like you just graduated. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. But you priceless, superwoman, no sidekick. Dress game like science, girl, you all plus, no minus. Wake up in the morning, check the time, and then the vibes. Smooth peanut butter curves with jelly above the thigh. Tell them no free sample if they ever want to try. Gotta buy the whole damn pie if you ever want to slice. That's the truth. 
only tell the truth. What the hell you do? You got that juice. Fresh squeeze too cute. I can tell you new, and it ain't just you. Girl, it ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got the haters on mute, cause they love that view. Keep looking at you, ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. But Sundays are for the boys, but Saturdays for the girls. Get them girls, get them girls. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. But Sundays are for the boys, but Saturdays for the girls. Get them girls, get them girls. Uh. Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go.